0: to take you somewhere else i'm bringing them back (laughs) it's time to open the vault i've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire they want to know do you see me do you hear me does what i say mean anything to you you are listening to the oprah winfrey show the podcast Today, if you are ready, we're here to help you launch your own comeback with a step-by-step plan. I want to make the point that we did not make these women over. They did themselves. And, and that is the best kind of makeover anybody can have. So everybody who's watching at home and you watch all these shows where people are being made over, and you say, I wish somebody could do that for me, You are the person who can do it for you. Gaining weight made Cheryl angry, depressed, and unmotivated. She says that learning to change her negative attitude has helped her now lose 21 pounds. Coming out, Cheryl. Let's see that. Gaining weight also helped Natalie deal with her abuse as a child, she says. Now she's facing her issues head-on. She's 33 pounds lighter than she was the last time we saw her. Natalie, coming out. Andrea had gained 40 pounds and only felt comfortable in sweats. Like so many of you watching us right now, she's found a new confidence and has lost 28 pounds since she was here. coming out. Karen gave up on her appearance when she gained weight. She's inspired now, she says, and ready to do the work. She's lost 20 pounds. Here's Karen.
2: Thank you.
0: Former beauty queen Julianne decided not to continue with this process, but we're happy for her and happier still for you that you're here. The excavating process, let's talk about it. It is, uh, it's not easy, is it? No.
3: No, not at all. No.
0: Very hard. Yeah. The hardest
3: part for me is realizing that I needed to change. Because it's so easy to just
0: sit back and say, you know, have a pity party. Well, a few days after the first show, we got this group together to get to work. And I hear there was some drama. As there it usually is, you bring this many women together. I'm not bringing this up to embarrass anybody, but this is a critical part of the process. Cheryl, I hear you not only clashed with the producers, but you didn't get along with some of the others in the group. Is that true? What's going on, girl? I've always
3: been one to put up a shield around mm-hmm. me, and these people were seeing Cheryl. They were saying the not-so-good part, and I, and I was exposed, and I wanted to
0: run. I was... Inst- but you didn't run, so you did what? Well, got a little upset, you know, and... and w- what does you... that really mean? Upset.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I became angry. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I lashed out because I really... I couldn't run. They mm-hmm. weren't letting me run. They weren't letting me hide behind my issues. So I lashed out. I became angry. And I lashed out at people who were only trying to help me.
0: hmm So you and all I... started out as partners and then... We started out... That relationship dissipated? Yeah.
2: Cheryl and I live in the same city. And Dr. Robin has suggested that we all find a buddy Yeah. within this process. And we thought, oh, we live in the same city. Let's do it. (laughs) But I started realizing that we couldn't help each other. We were both too toxic. Yeah. And I decided that I was going to try to find another buddy. And Cheryl kind of went Berserk. It took no, it the wrong I don't,
3: way. I don't really think so. I went, I don't think I went for berserk. It was really never about you, Andrea, or anyone else in this process. It was that I'm dealing with issues of my own and diving deep into your feelings. It's just, with all of that in my face, it was very hard. And honestly, I exploded. I was just like, I can't deal with this and I wanted to run. And then when you can't run... You lash out and you blame everyone else when... Mm -hmm. And then you have to sit back and think. And I had to take a step back and say, you know what, this is not anyone else's problem. This is my problem. Well, good. That's called maturity. Is it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maturity. The group got its first assignment, step one in the process. As soon as they left our stage, Dr. Robin met them in our green room. This is what happened. Oprah
4: talked about
0: relaunching our lives,
4: a new beginning. So what questions might you have or
3: thoughts about your launch? I don't know where to begin and what steps I can do to begin the launch. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am scared. I feel like I'm
5: stepping off a step and I don't know how far down it is. yes. Yes.
3: So we forget
4: that some of the pain we're in right now is about grieving our identity.
3: Well, you know, I want to say this. I quit my job, and I stayed home. And for years, I was actually angry at my husband because I have all of this built-up resentment. I don't feel that he appreciates the sacrifices that I've made for my daughter. And it's like he can't understand why I'm at this place now. And tell me what brings the tears. It's anger. I know it is. It's, I, and I cry, and I know I'm emotional about this because I've given up so much. Mm-hmm. Can you say what you've given up? I'm I'm just mad. It's
4: okay. I've given up so much of me. Mm. So much of me. So what does that mean?
3: Meaning, you know, I don't, I don't have a life that I, I loved my life before. Mm. Going shopping, meeting up with a girlfriend, going to lunch. I embrace life, and now I dread life. And I don't feel as appreciated as I need to be, and it's just hard.
4: So the first thing I want you to do, Oprah's question, who am I? That not mom, not Christian, not Buddhist, not Jew, not Muslim, not that stuff. Who am I? We're going to have this journal and every night I want you writing in there something about what you're learning about who
0: I am.
3: Who am I?
0: So this is hard work. I see it still... Emotional. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's still very emotional for me.
0: I understand. Natalie says, trying to answer that question, who am I and why am I here, has been terrifying.
5: This overwhelming question of who am I or who am I supposed to be or why was I put on this earth can be pretty overwhelming. You know, and there are some days I just write, I don't know. I'm scared, and I'm just... I'm scared to put some of my past childhood issues behind me um, because I don't know where I'm gonna go and that's very scary for me so just recognizing that I'm scared makes me stronger and just makes me want to move on all the more. I have been crying all morning just for a mixture of um, reasons. I I don't know being able to recognize my pain that I've been going through. And uh, just, I'm not used to getting attention, and uh, it feels very good. These last couple weeks have been pretty tough for me. I've lost the weight, and I'm down 20 pounds now, um, which is great. The emotional aspect of You know, why I gained the weight has been the difficult part for me. I almost feel like I'm going through a uh, grieving process of certain childhood dreams. I feel like even if I want to launch my own comeback, it's not just me, it's what other people think of me. And I think that is the hardest thing to, to change.
0: So you, did you write down 39 things? I did. In your journal that I altered did. your life? okay? Yeah.
5: This is an entry from October 20th. Yeah. Um, I wrote, Who am I? How can I expect to go back to before I was hurt, before my innocence was taken, and remember how I was? I guess I should write down all of the chips that were knocked off of me during my life. Um, then I list a few things. Um, my parents divorced when I was one. Abuse from uh, family members that started at 4 and continued till I was 13. I've always been told that I was fat, even when I wasn't. Um, Bad relationships, including a past boyfriend who stood me up on a vacation to Mexico. He was coming to join me and another couple, and I went to the airport and he never showed up. So that was just a few of the 39 things I wrote down.
0: Well, Natalie's sexual abuse as a child still comes back to haunt her. Listen to this recent video diary entry.
5: My family is throwing a party and I just found out that they are um, you know inviting one of my sexual abusers to the party and uh, You know, I'm almost 40 years old and I've never They'll never get it. They will just never understand what I'm going through so You know, I have to put my boundaries out again and not go to the party. But I have to miss the party because they're inviting (laughs) one of my abusers to the party. And um, it just makes me really, really, really
0: sad. And they know that that's one of your abusers.
5: It wasn't done intentionally or in spite or to be hurtful. It just wasn't thought about this was a really important change in my life. This was needed, this was needed, because since then I have decided that I am the one looking out for me. I have to let go of my hopes and dreams of either being protected or whatever. I'm almost 40, I can do that for myself now. Yes, you can. And it was hurtful at the time. I was devastated, actually. But since then, I've sort of come full circle and I feel much stronger knowing that I can make these decisions and take care of myself now.
0: And so you did not go to the party. I did
5: not go to the party.
0: And you felt great about not going. I did. Excellent. I did. That same thing, exact thing happened to me. And I had, yes, and I had to say to my father that if you invite that person to your home, I cannot come to your home.
5: I had to say that
0: too. And I understand, because it says that the people still don't get it.
5: They never will. Yeah. and so, That's fine. And I now
0: am capable of taking care of myself. Okay, that's all that matters.
4: It's a hard thing to see.
5: These are um, jeans from when I was thinner. Now, I'm wearing these. These are a size 24. It's disgusting. I I just
2: feel really disgusted with
3: what I've done to myself.
4: This this image in my head,
3: how I wanna look, I don't feel like I'm worth the time or the effort that it's gonna take. I had
4: people
1: asking me when my baby would do. That was really embarrassing. What you see in the mirror, this is not me. But I see somebody else.
0: I know that's how so many of you feel that you've let yourself go. Gain weight, feel depressed about it, unmotivated. You know who you are because you're seeing your stories here. Here's what I know for sure, that the best thing you can do right now for yourself and your family is to begin to launch your own comeback. And uh, we're giving you a step-by-step plan on how to do that. So the first step is asking yourself, who am I? One of the things I deeply believe is that every one of us here living on the planet has a calling on our lives, and that you've been called for a purpose greater than you know, and that your real role in life is not the job that you go to every day or, you know, taking care of your children, although that is absolutely necessary. But the real role is to figure out who you are and why you're here. Dr. Robbins says Natalie's bought into a big lie. So what is that big lie?
4: The big lie is that you needed, which you've already figured out now, the approval of other people to be okay, that if other people approved of you, that you would feel that you had good self-worth and value. And that's a lie, because other people cannot, even if they do think well of us, um, they cannot instill a sense of well-being and a sense of satisfaction. Uh, That has to start from within. So you're right, it's a huge gift that that party happened. And that you were able, and the word that comes to me, Oprah, and you shared the story, um, that horrible thing of having somebody invite your perpetrator to something. But the word that comes to me is boldness. What it means to become bold in our own lives. And so as you're launching your comeback, everybody that's listening, we're really inviting a bold woman to grow herself up in us Mm -hmm. that used to be scared, needing somebody else to tell me I was pretty, to tell me that I should rest when I'm tired. But now I rest when I'm tired because I know I'm tired. Or I go... And you don't need somebody's permission
0: to tell you it's okay. No. You can rest and not feel guilty. That's right.
1: If you take five minutes for yourself, you feel so guilty. Yeah. So guilty, especially if you have small children. Yes,
0: I understand. I do understand. With me, though, it's
3: like, okay, I'm doing all this. If you're gonna do all that, you know, just like you work hard all day, you want some type of acknowledgement or... Yes, you I, do. ...instead of, you've been home all day. I mean, I'm like, yes, I've been home all day, but I've been with Jordan all day, and she's been throwing up, and I'm... Yeah, real...
0: and I would say this, in that for the majority of women who do this, who've lost themselves, who've given up, and giving up on yourself, that is part... It's obviously a sacrifice that you all are making, mm-hmm. and I think it is compounded when your partner doesn't understand the depth of what it is you had to sacrifice, it is compounded.
3: that is so, that is so right. I think that's where all the
0: resentment builds the up. Resentment. The resentment, the anger, to be resentful, and, and, and
3: it's just like it's so heavy, and it's so much to deal with. It's so it was it was just sit right here on my heart, and I'm trying to explain to him, you don't appreciate me. You don't really understand what I've given up. How easy. I've made it so that you can go to work every day and have a clear conscience that your daughter is being taken care of. Mm -hmm. He's just now starting to come around with this whole process and really understand what it took for me to really give up my my career. And the thing is, our, our
4: spouses and partners and the people who are around us will catch up once we are
3: aware and awake. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly right because when I stated earlier that my husband is coming around because I started doing stuff for <laughs> myself. I started, you know, taking time out to go shopping, taking time out to work out. And as soon as I started doing it, he started to appreciate me
0: more when I wasn't there. When you
4: appreciated yourself. Exactly. Yeah.
0: You're right. And I have heard the stories of women losing themselves. And I have been one of those people saying, well, just give yourself some time. (laughs) Take some time for yourself. Well, I got three dogs this summer, and I'm not in any way trying to say the dogs are like children. But what happened was, when you're trying to house train them all at the same time, and I had them all crated in the bedroom. So one time I had five dogs. And what happens is when, in the morning, they would all wake up at different times, and I would start not even brushing my teeth, just jumping out of the bed to try to get the one to poop, <laughs> then coming back, put the other one in the poop, and <laughs> going back to get the other to poop. And by the time, it would be like one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to feed them again for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then poop, poop walk again. <laughs> three different poop walks. And then I'd realize that it's three o'clock. Mm-hmm. I still haven't brushed my teeth. I forgot to brush my teeth. It's 3 o'clock. I'm still in my pajamas. I'm still running around. I'm chasing. So I thought, oh, my God, this must be what everybody's been trying to tell me. And then after about three days, you're totally sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. And then you start to feel like, who, what? Hello?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, it just sort of clicked for me in that moment. Uh, oh, this is what happens to women with children, because you can't put them in a crate. No. no. <laughs> you can't put them in a crate and say, I'll see you later. I'm going to take a little yeah. walk <laughs> and, have, and have time for myself. So I do understand how easy it is to lose yourself. Mm. And if once you give yourself over to other people, yes. day in, day out, the meals, the blah, 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 because I was trying to do it all. I was cooking. I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be fun for me to do it all, <laughs> until I then called in two dog nannies. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, 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 and had Art come out and help me cook. Because if you're trying to cook, cook a meal every day, that's why I admire you all so much, because what it takes to even think up what to cook. <laughs> I got to cook something different than yesterday. You <laughs> that? <laughs> Almost viewed as a selfish thing when you're a mom
5: to want that time for yourself, or to want to improve yourself. Where is my time? Where do I get to uh, to focus on getting myself back?
2: You know, not only
5: let myself be this way, it's my house too. I have clutter in every room, and I can't stand it, and that overwhelms me. That's definitely, I think, one of the obstacles that's keeping me from getting myself back to the way I used to be. It's really hard to realize that I don't know who I am
3: anymore. Um, if you ask anyone around me, they'd you tell you that I'm, I'm happy and I have my life together and I have a perfect family. But I'm not happy. And it's not their fault, it's my fault. Because I let myself go and
0: I didn't hold true to who I am. It's part two of our series, Have You Let Yourself Go? For the millions of you who are watching right now, if you're ready, it's time to pull yourself back together, launch your own comeback. Step one, ask yourself, who am I? This is huge, whatever your answer is. Andrea is a single mother who, like many of you, started using food, don't I know what that is, to numb her pain. After her fiance left her for another woman, she gained 40 pounds and admits that she fell apart. Now Andrea says that she's ready to find out who she really is.
2: I think that the Who Am I journal is basically the core of this whole program for me. It really forced me to face who I am. When I first started, I didn't really have a clue as to how to answer that question. I know that I am kind, and I know that I am funny, and I know that I am resilient, and I know that I am a hard worker. I also know that I can be naive, disorganized, and I'm a procrastinator, but saying these words out loud kinda makes you take action, and it makes you say, well, I'm gonna try to fix this. I think the main thing that I discovered about myself, I tend to be afraid to take the next step. Maybe the question of who am I is not so much a question, but a journey. Every time I answer that question, I learn a little bit more about myself and it's not so much the answering the question that is as important as the things I find out about myself on the way to answering the question, because
0: I got a feeling that's always going to change. Deep, it's really profound. What do you want Andrea to understand?
4: Well, I love what you're saying, which is that you realize the question asking is what's key. We're often looking for the answers, which is important, but we're not even asking the right questions. So I love that you are finding excitement Mm -hmm. and passion in the discovery process
2: of who am I? When I first asked that question, I thought, how are we supposed to answer that question? I mean, immediately I went to, well, I'm a mom, and I am a daughter, and there. I had a lot of All answers. All roles and labels. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when, when you said, no, that's not what we're looking for here, I thought, how am I going to answer that question? And as I'm sitting here today, three months later, I'm still not closer to answering the question. However, I came up with enough negative and positive things, that I could start a change. Like, I found out I'm the most impatient person on the face of the earth, and I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know I was impatient to the point where, if it doesn't get done when I think it should, I'll not do it.
4: Well, and then the question, then then that issue is important, because how would that then sabotage your launch back into being a bold, powerful woman? Mm
0: -hmm. But, But can I just say, though, that I think the fact that you all are even exploring the question, I mean, and are taking the time to do what every human being is really supposed to do, is to look and ask yourself, who am I and why are you really here? And the reason why I think this is so important in the lives that we lead today is because we are a celebrity-obsessed culture. Mm -hmm. And God knows I appreciate everybody who watches the show, (laughs) uh, but I know that obsession is dangerous, and adoration is dangerous, Admiration is fine, but when you adore other people, yes. it means you're putting them up on a pedestal and saying in some way that they are better or different than you are. Mm-hmm. The truth is that we are really all the same. And nothing would please me more than for the essence and spirit of this show mm-hmm. to spend less time looking at the lives of other people, be they celebrities, people on the cover of magazines for whom it is impossible for you to ever be like them, unless you're gonna carry two fans, a camera, and some lights along with you all the time. <laughs> uh, and stop looking at your neighbors and your sister in law and your people you work with, and to ask yourself, while life is so precious and time is something that you own, to ask yourself the most important question of your life, and that is, who am I? and why am I here? If you spend less time worrying about what everybody else is doing and figuring that out, that will put you on the journey of and for your life. Don't you think?
4: Yes, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You know, Oprah, what's also critical about what you're saying is that the reason we do that, the reason we pay attention, we need to understand, is because that's making other people not only gods and idols, but it's also making other people our parents, which means that the messages that we all got as children...
0: Is that you're not enough?
4: Yes. Like, when, when that party happened and they were inviting the person who sexually molested you, that message at childhood and that message this year was, you know what? You don't exist. Guess what? You've been living like a woman who didn't exist. You've been mm-hmm. living like someone who didn't matter. And so, part of taking your life back is to kill that message. Return right. it to sender. Delete it out but of you your inbox. You can't do that unless
0: you know who you
2: are. Yes, absolutely.
0: Andrea says she had a setback a couple weeks ago. What happened?
2: It was a long weekend binge. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> this is with food.
2: Right? With food. Okay. I am getting on the scale, and I have plateaued. I cannot go past this point. I cannot for 10 days or something like that. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. I'm doing everything right, but I can't go past this point. So what did I do? I went on a crash diet. When, before this, for two months before this, I had been doing fine. I had been healthy. I had been eating correctly. Uh-huh. So you went on a crash diet. I went on a crash diet lost like six pounds in that week, gained seven back the following week, because I ate and I ate and I ate and I ate.
0: And also when you crash on a diet, <laughs> please, I am the dieting expert of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you crash on a diet, it says to all the fat cells, the fat cells are like, you know, shrink. And then when you feed, when you go to feed them again, they go, hum, holding on, holding on, holding yep. on, oh. holding on. And so you end up gaining more. So mm-hmm. the best way, if you want, if somebody who wants to gain weight, the best way to gain weight is to go on a diet and then go off the diet because you will gain at least two or three pounds more. It is. So all you skinny people out there, you want to gain some weight, (laughs) this is what you do. Go on a diet, crash, crash diet for a week, and then go back to eating regular food. You'll gain two pounds more. Then do it again, and then go back to eating regular food. You'll gain two pounds more. That's how you do it. But that's true
4: emotionally, too. Yes. That's a wonderful analogy about starving yourself emotionally and then trying to, like, catch it up, you know, going to have a great weekend with someone. And then you go back to starvation, and then you start craving any kind of relationship, any kind of affection, even if it's in a negative way. So it's a great analogy, not just about physical weight and
2: fullness, but also about emotional. I was a basket case, emotionally, even more than physically, I noticed, after I did that. And I uh, just had to just get back on. How did Correct.
0: you do, get back on?
2: Well, just basically went back to what I had been doing for those last two months. But let me tell you something about plateauing,
0: Got the dieting support. expert that I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't obey all my own rules, but the truth is that if you are plateauing, it means you have to work harder. Because mm-hmm. what happens is if you, you reach a plateau mm-hmm. in, if you're doing 4.0, for example, on mm-hmm. the treadmill, mm-hmm. and you've been doing 4.0, and you're doing everything right, and you're eating right, as you start to lose weight, your body weighs less. And so it takes more Mm -hmm. expenditure of energy Mm -hmm. to lose more weight. Mm -hmm. You have to then up the incline or up the speed, or both. What you've been doing this week will not work two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. And that's how you break the plateau. It's hard to
2: be with my husband. I, I love him to death, but I don't want him to see me this way. And it makes it really hard to be close to him. I feel like I let him down. The last
3: time I would say he seen me naked was probably eight, nine years ago. And I just don't want to hide
0: anymore. When Karen lost her job, she also lost her identity, she said. Three months later, she's
1: still struggling. Today has been a day where I have felt kind of lost, where um, I kind of just existed and didn't really have any emotions. And the process of losing my job was that I did lose control of my life. And I think that affected me in a way of gaining weight, um, being depressed. I pushed myself and completely stressed myself out. We're about eight minutes late.
0: Karen says her stress has been escalating into full-blown panic attacks.
1: It just feels like your heart's racing really fast, and your hands start shaking. The panic attacks happen when I don't say no to people, and I take on more than I should. I get overstressed, overbooked, just exhausted. I just can't take it all anymore. I can't do it all. As a mother, you're responsible for the life of another human being. And as a mother, I don't feel that you have the luxury of even defining the question, who am I? And really, I wouldn't even know where to start um, by answering that question. And where are you now? Much better, Mm -hmm. much better. I just think that really it had nothing to do with me losing my job that got me in this situation. It was losing control of my life. That's what got me in this situation.
4: That's big, huh? It's huge. And it's huge. You know, when we talked about it, and you were talking about your job, and I said, well, what's underneath that? And you're like, no, it's my job. And it really is coming to understand Mm -hmm. that your job was just a
1: symbol. Yes.
4: That the rug had been pulled out, but the rug was gone long before your
1: job was gone. Oh, exactly. It was. And I really think it started when I had my daughter, you know? you become, you don't become an individual anymore. You are so focused on somebody else's future in their life that you just feel guilty, you know, when you want to spend some time on your own or something like that. Which
4: has to really be challenged for all of the people who are mothers or caretakers because to feel guilty to self-care which is the essential element of being able to be a good mother. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge lie that if I nurture myself, I am neglecting my child.
1: And I still Mm -hmm. feel guilty. Sure you do. I I really feel guilty because she's still three and she requires a lot of attention. But I am not a good person to her if I'm not the better person for myself. And by me taking that hour, exercising or whatever, she gets a much better mother. A much better mother. The other issue is where did you learn that message that you
4: weren't entitled to receive time for yourself? Where'd that come from?
1: I, think- I guess it's just, as a mother, it's just an instinct that you have when you give no, birth. No, 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 no. That- it's not,
4: it's not, we're not born with it. Mm-mm. So it's not, no, it's not instinctual, just so you all know. <laughs> we learned that. So you need to think about where did someone shame me or
3: where did I watch someone my mom. receive, so say. I think with me, my mom, she had five girls, and my father worked a lot. And I saw her sacrifice day after day after day. I don't really remember my mom and I really sitting down having a laugh and, you know, having fun because she she was so busy making sure her girls were okay. Yes, and And that's what scares me with my daughter because I see myself becoming my mom. I'm so wrapped up into making sure that Jordan' knees are met so that in reality, I'm doing everything, but I'm not really ensuring that she's having a great life because she sees her mom. She never sees me laugh. Which is, again, huge for you to be aware. My child
4: never sees me joyful. Mm-hmm. My child never sees me joy. And so we need to realize that if we're worried about the impact we're having on our children... Exactly. Did you
0: see that Tony Morrison said the most important thing your children are always looking to see is, do your eyes light up when they enter the room? Instead of the critical self. I'm sorry. That that's what they're looking Absolutely. and that, you know, that, you know, that she realized that for herself, she was the mother, like, did you do your homework? Is your, your pants pulled up? Did your hair combed? Is this right? Is that right? Is that right? But what they're really looking to see is, when I come into the room, are you glad that I'm there? And that's what breaks
3: my heart because I know in my heart all hearts that my daughter does not see that because mommy
0: is too worried about everything else right. that she can't just stop to really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She will then grow up to feel not enough. Uh, and insignificant. Sure. And ins- she will but, grow up to feel like she's not enough. And the word you're
4: using that Toni Morrison was talking about is attunement. Children are looking to see if we see them. Yes. How attuned you are. And so when we're not attuned to our children or a partner, they feel invisible. When they feel invisible, they feel unimportant, unimportant. and devalued.
0: Yeah. Not enough.
4: Yeah. The issue that's across the board in answering the question, who am I, is to ask yourself, what areas in your life got chipped away? So your thinking... self that was her 39 Exactly. Your thinking (laughs) self. Yeah, but there are are four areas. Your thoughts, your feelings, your sensing self. That's your intuition. Mm -hmm. Or your ability to take action on your own behalf. So am I somebody who I think all the time, but I never can get anything done? Mm -hmm. Am I somebody who, you know what, I know how I feel, but I, you know what, I don't know how I think. And, and you know why this is happening? Because somewhere long ago, somebody gave us negative messages. They told some of us, you're just overly, you know, emotional. So guess what? We shut down on emotions. Somebody else said, you know, you just live too much in your head. So we stopped thinking. Girls were told, don't be too smart, because if you're smart, you know, you'll scare boys off. You know, don't be too powerful, because if you're powerful, so then our boldness got stolen. So you have to be able, in terms of who am I, to ask yourself, where was I cheated mm-hmm. of my full self in one of those areas? I thank you. Thank you.
0: I thank you. Thank you, thank you everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening.